Happy Wednesday, everyone. Uh, for those of you looking to kick your hump day up a notch, we've got a real treat for you today. Today's focus is on memory creation and its impact to your brand. Uh, my name is Terrence Fox, Head of Innovation with iAdvise, and this is our Conversation With series where we welcome CX innovators, thought leaders, and all-around great people to our show each week to tackle a new topic, uh, and uh, obviously one that pertains to the natural uh, what we're going through these days uh, post-pandemic and uh, as we settle into this new normal that we seem to be obviously coming out of in the near future. Uh, so I'm thrilled to introduce you all, if you've somehow not heard of her, uh, the relationship guru for brands and their customers, uh, which has been a singular focus of hers for over 35 years, uh, a real expert in creating deep and memorable relationships, uh, the godmother of customer experience, the former chief customer officer at Land's End, Microsoft, Coldwell Banker, and Allstate Corporations. Uh, she's the founder and president of Customer Bliss, uh, co-founder of the Customer Experience Professionals Association, and host of the chief customer officer, Human Duct Tape Show. Uh, all over Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, make sure you give it a listen. And she's here to work us through today's title, Memory Creation is Your Brand Currency. Jean, are you there? Can you hear me? Hey, Terrence, I'm here. How are you? I'm good. It's so nice to talk to you this time. I remember the last time we tried, I we was did. late. We couldn't get the Technology was not on our side, but I'm glad to be here with you now. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Um, before we actually dive into this topic, Jean, uh, I love to ask just because... Uh, I guess I compare it to my own life. How have you been staying busy the last 12 months during this new way of living? Uh, working a lot, cooking, reading, binge watching more than I should be, and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of hikes and walks and exercise. Uh, any new show worth watching that we should all check out? Gosh, you know, have you seen The Dig? It's a wonderful movie. No. Um, I'm also a a big fan of Outlander, and the two guys who are in Outlander are are have this spinoff show called Men in Kilts, I think, and it's just the uh -huh. two of them driving around the Scottish countryside. Um, also, Stanley Tucci's show on Italy and cooking. Oh, I did see that just recently. Yeah. yeah. So then we watch these shows, and we want to cook the stuff, and then we get fat, and then we got to walk. So yeah. it's a cycle. Yeah, nice cycle. cycle. Not a bad one to have. And to be no, it's been good. Yeah. But okay, I mean, you know, I don't know if we're out of it yet, though. You said out of it, you're more optimistic than I am. I think it's going to be a while. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess what I mean by out of it is being able to go outside again, at least in Boston. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I get that for sure. Go outside. Yeah. It's good for uh, you. But good point. Yeah, I, I, I maybe so, you know. headed out of the woods. Crazy. Um, now, I love to ask, Jean, just because uh, naturally you serve as a consultant for everyone trying to shape and create memorable relationships with their consumers. But tell me about a digital experience you've had recently as a consumer that was either particularly exciting or maybe a little bit of a letdown. Anything top you know, of mind? I have crazy Instacart experiences. Mm. Um, the digital experience might work, but then the high touch part of it breaks down. Mm. Or, um, you know, we've all been having our food delivered. We've been having very inconsistent experiences with the food delivery services. Um, again, people kind of get a sense that digital will take care of everything, but you've got to have high tech blending with high touch. And right. it's also about the policies. You know, if your meal comes cold and the email you get is, we're sorry, your meal is cold. 
well, see you later. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't care how great your app is. If you turn me down from a human standpoint, I, you know, see you later. All right. Uh, very good point. Yeah. And I think uh, this grocery and delivery uh, is new for a lot of brands that are trying to settle in and find kind of the, the best way of getting it done. Well, reliability is important. We live in a world of Amazon and Walmart and all these other places that had it nailed. And, you know, if it's inconsistent and then also not only inconsistent, but perilously unapologetic Mm. or inconsistent, that's that's what's going to hurt you. You know, everybody gets that we're in training wheels on some of this digital stuff. Right. Um, But you've got to have humanity and humility and um, some kind of plan for putting a customer back back together again if it falls and if it fails, because it's going to right now, because we're, we're right. in training wheels. We're in training wheels here. Right. And I'm sure, you know, of course, uh, customers have to be understanding to a certain point, too, right? As long as you're owning up to your mistakes and errors and shortcomings. Yeah, that's what I just said. You know, you've yeah. got humility and you, you know, I call it a peace process. Right. Admit you made a mistake. Uh, fix the problem, unite your silos and figuring out what happened so it doesn't happen again. And then also maybe extend an olive branch. Yeah. Um, people's memory connects back not only to what you did, but how you made them feel. Mm. Uh, and have you learned anything about yourself as a consumer in this last 12 months? Um, you know, I think I've learned that I need less than I did before. We've heard that a lot. Yeah, I think that's a recurring theme. Yeah, I need less. Um, I prefer experiences to stuff and looking forward to having them again. Yeah, I I was just going to say that. Could you imagine having an experience again? That sounds great. Dream state. And the other thing I think, though, is that we've seen we've seen the goodness of humanity. You know, I mean, I'm digging all these things where CEOs are sitting on couches with their sweaters on and dogs or children or whatever. Right. You know, I mean, we're cracking open the corporate veneer and we're seeing who people really are. And I think we crave a world where that stays. It would be really sad, Terrence, if when all of this finally gets more back to normal, that we go back to our corporate ways, you know, let's hold on to that humanity. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So let's go back to square one before we tackle this topic, Gene. Uh, tell me a little bit about the Gene Bliss story. I, I remember something about your father being a shoe salesman. Is that right? No, well, not, well, he had a little Buster Brown shoe store in Des Plaines, okay. Illinois. And I learned about humanity in business early in my life by watching him in his Buster Brown shoe store. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Terrence, he shooed a generation of children and their children's children. He was there for every main event. Back in the olden days, we used to buy shoes for starting of school. We bought shoes for Christmas. We bought shoes right. for the holidays. And he was there so much so. And it wasn't just about the shoe. It was about the life and the people. And when he retired, a line of people three blocks long stood to say goodbye to him. And that's the work to me that's missing in so much of this. For me, I define customer experience as showing up as an elevated, a different kind of company. So start with what you want your three blocks long to be. Not only how you're going to show up as people. If you say you want to be trusting, then you got to build trust in your operating plan, in your contracts, but also your customers' goals. Are you reorienting the work of your business, your language, and your accountability around helping them achieve their goals? So start with your three blocks long, inspired by Vincenzo Giuseppe Cristando Lombardo. Um, and, uh, I know that you've pioneered this chief customer officer role, uh, you've shared. Yeah. 
Uh, talk to me a little bit. Does that just come to you one day or, or what is the role actually? Or? Well, no, I was lucky. I was a lucky duck when I, um, after I went to school and got my degree in retail marketing and all that other crazy stuff, I was at yeah. Hart Schaffner and Marks, a Hart Marks company retailer. And mm -hmm. um, I had this background and I went to Land's End. I answered an ad in the Chicago Tribune to go train 2,000 phone operators on customer experience and service yeah. um, and the clothes. And what happened was we were growing 60 to 80% a year. I was peppering Gary Comer, the founder, with lots of things. We need to do this. We need to do that. And he said, okay, smarty pants. I'm 24 now, right? And I yeah. thought, it, yeah, whatever. So he takes me off the phones and he has me report to the executive committee as the conscience of the company. Essentially, the first version of, uh, for me, CCO is all about gluing the silos together, having a one company view connected to your values about what you will and will not do to grow. And, um, we went from 100 million sales in sales to a billion dollars. We went public, and um, that that was it. That was it for me. I realized it, it 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 it's a role that lets you utilize right brain, left brain, as well as uh, creating a new language around the business. And so after Lands End, I deliberately set out to try different industries to keep figuring out my kid background. Now. Um You've talked about uh, finding your three blocks long and yeah. uh, the importance of becoming a story in, the, in your customers' lives. And I think about, you mentioned your dad's business. Uh, yeah, you're getting new shoes for school. Like You associate new school, exciting times mm -hmm. uh, with your dad's business. And it, it, it creates, like you've, you've stressed, that, that memory creation, the important part of uh, connecting with your customer um, and, and how you want to be remembered. Uh, how how do you go about advising brands to attack this initiative and, and creating the three blocks long? Sure. Well, we we do something I call know it, build it, live it. So the okay. know it is, um, in fact, Terrence, what's missing in over 95% of transformations. We often think the work is about whack a mole problems. We look at the survey results. We look at what doesn't look right. But by the way, that's already in many cases kind of, an interesting list because it's over your shoulder in the past and totally based on how you ask the question. Right? right. So the work now is about listening and understanding, not validating. Um, but first of all, start with, you know, again, going back to Lance and we always said, how do we want to be defined as people? As we, if we were a person, what are the attributes that we'd want our behaviors to say about us? So you've got to dig deep. What's your purpose? How are you going to improve lives? Um, and then what are your guardrails that are going to guide what you do and you don't do? Right. Um, but we need to build a frame for that. I call it your blueprint, which is rebuilding your, your business operating model around customers' goals. Now, when I talk to people and I'll say, okay, do you have a journey map? They'll tell me their sales pipeline. Mm, okay. Prospect, acquire, close, yeah. upsell, resell, renew, right? That's right. not your yeah. customer map that is your stuff you want to get from the customer right. so the Vulcan mind meld has to occur which is reorienting the business of your business around your customers goals and mm -hmm. what they need to achieve or what you want to build that they can achieve and attribute to you like my dad in the shoes and all the goal maps that we are building always starts with what I call um, no strings attached giving so mm -hmm. Before you buy from me, 
give me information to make me smarter or diagnose my information, whether I buy from you or not, be a higher purpose company. Right. You know, my dad, you could walk into a store and have your shoe, your feet sized any time of the day or night, not day or night, any day he was open and he wasn't going to charge you for that. He didn't care if you bought a pair of shoes. He just wanted help. And then right. he would probably like if he was grilling sausages in the back, give you a bite of his Italian sausage as well. <laughs> but, um, so this is about being clear about the goals. And when you do these goals, what it also does is helps you who you hire. Right. Um, you can use the goal map to talk to your employees. And then it, it gives you that, that approach to say, okay, what memory are we going to create? And, you know, there's two kinds of memories. For example, when I was at Allstate, one of the things we talked a lot about was um, a claim. You know, this isn't about saying yes to everything. You're going to have to turn down claims every once in a while or depending on the client or the customer. But yeah. there's two ways to turn down a claim that deliver two completely different kinds of experiences that are totally dependent on the people you hire and their congruence with your values and what you enable them to do. Number one, you hire policy cops. They say, uh, they ask you for your policy number first. They tell you what you did wrong and they close the claim and they say, sorry, buddy. The second they ask you how you are, you give them enough time to really figure out what's happening. They diagnose with you. Um, they help you understand what occurred and how you could make it better in the future. And you hang up with your dignity intact. The claim is still not approved. But your dignity is intact and the memory of the person is pretty good. Mm. Memory creation is the currency of your brand, but it's got to connect to your operating model. Um, so that brings up a very good point. You were 24 years old. You were uh, the new CCO at this new gig, I'll call it. Uh, you reported directly, as you mentioned, it was a new part of the Three guys. Of the yeah, it was these three guys. I called them the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised Catholic. Uh, can you tell? I mean, it's kind of crazy. Now, when but Gene, when you're when you're presenting the importance of uh, uniting these separate agendas mm -hmm. uh, with the customer's life and focus as as the lead point, how do you do this with an organization? It was interesting. In fact, when we went public, I was 27 by then. I was like an old lady. No, just kidding. Um, and we actually created a journey map, a goal map. And we, when we presented to the financial analysts who were um, valuing Land's End, what I did was, it was funny, I, it was before a lot of PowerPoint stuff. I had every customer goal on a um, board that was Velcroed. And so I essentially just ran them up and down the growth of the customer based on what we were delivering and what we were doing for them and if we were really achieving what they needed. And okay. so a lot of it has got to be about reconfiguring um, the KPIs, the operating strategy. It's got to be around leading to your um, customer's life. I mean, this is these are the five competencies that I talk about and have written about in my book, Chief Customer Officer 2.0. You have to create an engine. So it's not about reacting. It has to be about a continuous cycle of prosperity where you really care about the customer's life mm -hmm. and your language changes to talk about their life. That's why the goal map kind of drives the conversation. Now, Gene, uh, yes. I want to talk quickly about your chief customer officer, human duct tape show. Okay. Uh, how often are you doing these shows and what's the purpose of that? I interview somebody once a week. Um, 
I, they're not always on once a week. Sometimes we save them up and sometimes we, you know, we were, but we're always producing a show. Yep. I started the show, gosh, over three years ago. And the purpose was to help others in the role. So I really am doing two things, either interviewing chief customer officers or their equivalent or leadership people, people who are CEOs and others really transforming businesses. And, um, Number one, uh, make sure they realize they're not in it alone, that we have our hand in the small of their back pushing the rock up the hill, but right. then also that they get tools, tips, and inspiration. Mm. Uh, well, Jean, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, you too. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything, lasting words or uh, final words, I'll say, for the audience about 2021 and what you're kind of hoping for this year in general? Hold on to your humanity, be real, and, uh, you know, just be good to each other. I think that, that, that if we do that, we'll figure our way out of this. Yeah, right. And there has been a lot of good, like you brought up before. It's it been good to see. Uh, well, Jeannie, it was an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, please check out the Human Duct Tape Show, Chief Customer Officer Human Duct Tape Show on Spotify, wherever you might get your podcasts and listen to streams. Jean Bliss, thank you again for your time. It was a pleasure. Great. Thanks, Terrence. Yep. Next week, internationally sought after speaker, author, and organizational consultant, Dr. Joseph Michelli, joins us to discuss delivering memorable experiences in a post-pandemic world. Thank you all. We'll be back to our normal time next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. It was a pleasure. And thanks again, Gene Bliss, for joining us.